Good morning, and welcome to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumter. Hey, Stacey, this is our 260th show. Wow. We've, we've been doing this for a little while, John. I, I was just looking at, there's a, there's been a lot of uh, pop-up, um, you know, blog events and, and radio shows, which is great to see. I think everybody's trying to figure out ways to connect and communicate, but um, it's, We've we've been doing this for many years now, so so this is this is good to hear. Two hundred and sixty. Let's hope we continue on for a couple more years too. Two hundred and sixty. Let's just get this right. Two hundred and sixty is fifty-two times five. It's 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 a show every week for five years. Five years. Yeah. (laughs) Five. Remember when when we first started this? You you were you were a. a, a sweet, young, sparkly-eyed thing, and now we've <laughs> been doing this forever, and I've turned into an old guy. Me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, five years. I think we've all felt like that just this last month alone, we've all turned a little bit older than we were previously, so I I, I don't know if it's just the radio show doing that, but yes, no, it's a... Um, it's been a good five years. Um, we are, um, uh, you know, I, I think that we sometimes forget how quickly time passes. It's one of the, the challenges, I think, when you do weekly or, you know, annual, you know, when I do the annual HR system survey and we're in our 23rd year and you just think, how have we been doing anything for that long? But it, it's also part of, I think, the beauty of life, right, that, that um, some of these things that we do on a regular basis help connect us. They help keep some normalcy, some level of, I know I've got to do this in my life, right? That's that's part of I think the 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 wonderful thing about um, stuff that stays a bit stable for us. So so I'll take that as as a bit of stability right now, John. Because I think we all need it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So our first our first um, uh, entry into the into the world of losses, we're not going to be able to talk about which hotel we're staying in every week. <laughs> Yeah. For a while, you know, I don't know how long you think that's going to be, but I, but I think it's going to be quite some time before before yeah. I get back on a closed container with bad ventilation with a bunch of other people for hours on end. Um, I will have to say, yeah, it, 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 it's going to, you know, we have to really make some judgment calls, even when things do start to open up about about what are the sort of safer things to do versus not safer things to do. And flying seems like a really unsafe thing based off of the, the sort of the numbers we're getting right now in the, in the market. Of course, you know, the first part of March, I started the first part of March uh, on a flight out to Las Vegas and back. Um, and I, yeah, it would, it would be hard to get back on a plane right now. I would have to agree with that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine airplanes with six feet of distance between people on each side? <laughs> I think there was there. there I, I I can't confirm this, but I do know there was a couple articles about some of the airlines basically uh, if they're still flying in in areas and there are still flights that needs to be done. People still need to be getting places. Um, they are like not selling the middle seat so that you have the space. And it just makes me laugh because I'm like, do people realize like the middle seat gives you like maybe 22 inches, right? <laughs> Right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. So, so there's a little bit of news going on. Um, what's in the news? The industry. Yeah, so, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. There's a lot of news going on. What's in the industry news? What's in the industry news? I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, 
um, outside of us all sort of managing our personal um, challenges and, and, and losses these week, there has been a lot of, of surprising news going on in the HR tech space. Um, one is something I think we've all been looking at what, as Kronos and Ultimate Software completed their merger. So we've been talking about this for a while, and I think even when the news came down, I was like, well, is that still going to go forward with everything? And they went full speed ahead. Um, I, you know, at this point, it looks like, you know, it creates uh, one of the world's largest cloud companies, 12,000 employees worldwide, and approximately $3 billion in revenue. Um, and, you know, Aaron Aim, who is the, um, was the Kronos uh, CEO and president, is now going to be sort of over the entire um, uh, ultimate slash Kronos slash whatever name they will eventually give it um, entity. And um, for them, you know, this may not be a bad, you know, as, as timing goes, there's never a good time um, when we're dealing with the kind of things that we're dealing with. But I think anytime you do a merger and acquisition, there's a bit of a downturn in um, your, um, in just the, the, the number of deals you make and those kind of things. And so um, I think the whole market is down right now. Um, I think everyone would agree. And so I don't think they'll feel anything different than what they would have if they were not merging and acquiring. So that's definitely going on. Um, we also have Striver. For those who have followed the education space, um, Striver is the company behind a virtual reality VR platform um, that companies use to train employees. They raised $30 million in Series B funding amid all of this. Definitely worth a conversation. Microsoft also sort of taking advantage of the virtual teams things going on in the market, announced teams for consumers. Um, just sort of makes me, they probably might have timed this a little poorly because Skype, which is sort of the tool that everybody's using that Microsoft had purchased, daily active users has up 70% um, to 40 million. And now it looks like Microsoft wants to replace that with their new Teams product. Um, so that'll be interesting to see if they're able to sort of pull that off. Um, and then, you know, there's some interesting things going on. We, we know tons of organizations are offering free services, free education, free tools um, in the market right now from our HR technology space. One that I thought was somewhat interesting is Qualtrics is releasing a free remote work pulse and at the same time a COVID-19 pre-screen and routing questionnaire. So someone like Qualtrics, in our business that sort of um, straddles between consumer and HR um, services and offerings has sort of that, that odd mix of a little bit of both in some of the things that they're offering that can be of help to the HR function. I thought that was maybe worth having a little conversation about. And then you had some interesting conversations about the name sounds terrible, but what Dr. Doom told me about the coming recession, um, I hope Dr. Doom has a few bright spots in his conversation. Um, but probably worth a cover, uh, topic or, or two if we get uh, to that. So, so yeah, there is news and, and things going on this week. Yeah, so so I I find I'm a big fan of both Kronos and Ultimate Software, but this is a pretty strange merger, don't you think? Um, I, I, they they still don't have a name for it, um, <laughs> yeah. um, right? And and they still have two headquarters. Um, and there are amazing people at both companies, amazing work getting done at both companies. And both companies are a people-inspired company. Um, but they haven't figured out how to get together. Right? It's very interesting. They haven't, really, yeah. they haven't really swallowed that bit of a challenge yet. And, and I'm not sure. I mean, in, in this 
in the market that we're in and, and with the separation, not being able to bring teams together. And, you know, there were a few times when face-to-face really makes a difference, but it's definitely important when you're trying to, I think, um, support cultural changes, right? Um, you can do a lot virtually with teams that sort of are, are somewhat cohesive or sort of working on the same direction. But when you're trying to make a culture shift, face-to-face is really hard to beat. And I, and I think that if, if there's anything that, that this is going to be difficult for them is, is if they try and do this culture shift in the middle of the, the crisis management model that we're dealing with. And so my bit is that they're sort of – the paperwork's all done, but they're probably taking a beat on, um, you know, a bit of a wait time on the next steps. I, it, they, they will have to, I would assume, think a little bitly about giving some time there for people. So. Yeah, but, it, you know, the, the really cool thing here is if you wanted to pick two companies to merge – at a time when nobody understands what a company is going to be like in two months. Um, yeah. Uh, you pick these two because they're so people-centric, both of them, that, um, that, that you would guess that the output product would be a very people-centric thing. I think that's why it's taking so long. I, I, I don't yeah. need to cast aspersions at all. It's, it's their concern about the quality of interaction that their people have with the company and that their customers have with their people um, that slows this down. And they'll come up with a people-sensitive solution at a time when there are no um, templates that you can use to get to the next yeah. place. Right? Yeah. This will be I the first you. really mega merger to happen virtually. They've happened virtually. And I think they will have the opportunity, um, you know, not the opportunity I think anybody really wants, but they will have the opportunity to show what a new company looks like in the post-COVID virus era, right? And, and there will be a post-COVID virus era. You know, at some point, the, the crisis level of what we're dealing with will go down. And the question will be, what does the new corporation look like in that kind of environment? And they might have the ability to mold that in a way that no one else has, right? So, so that will be, I think, well worth watching um, what Aaron does. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does because I do think that, like you said, the, the organizations have different audiences and they have different approaches, I think, to things. And so, you know, one is very operations focused and very operations level buyer, and one is very much a, an HR and an HR level buyer. Um, but those two worlds have been coming closer and closer to each other, you know, for years. And I think what's going to be exciting is we're going to start to see what that world looks like when those two worlds are, are hand in hand at the table making decisions that are for people and the business decisions, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. You know, here um, at HR Examiner, we're spending time trying to figure out where the plateau is liable to be and what you want to be doing when you land there. This is a, this is actually an extraordinary time for HR technology, Um, but you have to be able to get your head up out of the crisis to understand that, this is the time where you should be making notes and collecting data and starting to imagine um, the organization that you want to have um, rather yeah. than ending up with the organization that the crisis delivers to you. 
that's a great way of putting it. I think that, you know, a bit of the conversation we had last week was it's really, really easy. And, and I say that easy in the, in, the, in the most understanding terms, but when you are in crisis, you go into a mode of, of trying to, to save everything. You're, you're sort of just trying to wrap your arms around things. A strategic thought, you know, process around that, although it is difficult and very hard to step back from the emotions that you're feeling might end up providing, um, you know, a better picture for you at the end of, of this type of a, a crisis. And so um, action, um, although it's imperative when we're saving lives, um, taken too quickly when it comes to sort of job decisions and organization structures and uh, financial, you know, uh, metrics, are something that, you know, we have to probably think a little bit more about. So, yeah, no, it's a, it's a very, um, it's an interesting time also to think about what you should be investing in. I think that's something we, we often forget as we're going through crisis is um, it's easy to think about what we should be cutting back in and where we should be taking um, uh, conservative efforts around what we need to do from a management perspective. But, you know, I think the Stiver, Stiver, sorry, uh, investment of 30 million for VR training as well as sort of we're seeing an increase, I think uh, Slack was up by 30% in users this week. We obviously know Zoom has been increasing in overall stock prices, although there has been some interesting conversations there about the security around Zoom and some of its gaps. Um, but I think all of those areas are places where people are seeing an opportunity, not just to invest in a moment in a need, but in what the future might look like if we do it right, right? Um, so, you know, $30 million is a lot of money in our industry, and to get that at this point in time for a VR training platform may seem a little bit um, early, but I think people somewhere are saying, look, this is, this is probably the future of, of where we're at and how we do training and how we connect people and how we make sure we don't lose some semblance of um, the work we need to do, even if we have to have some distancing across the market and the globe, right? This is liable to sound a little Pollyannish, but mm-hmm. the reality is that innovation explodes in a crisis. And given the extraordinary size and depth of this crisis, you should expect an extraordinary explosion of innovation, right? Things are going to really change, and things are going to really, really get innovative although it might feel like adapting to necessity, um, we're, going to, we're going to be in very different territory. And so, so it's smart to do several things right now. It's smart to invest in marketing, and it's smart to invest in um, bits and pieces of things that look like they're going to be tomorrow. Yeah. Because t- tomorrow's tomorrow's here. That's the that's the really interesting thing. You know, Jason Avabook is doing some some pretty cool stuff on the Slack channel, um, and uh, basically he's saying there's no such thing as the future of work. There's the now of work, and the, the now of work looks a whole lot like the future of work looked two weeks ago. And, and, and there's this extraordinary explosion that, that this driver investment represents of, of really interesting things that we swore couldn't be done a month ago that got done overnight. That got done overnight. Um, yeah, overnight. Yeah, we, we can't have everybody work virtually. And that's <clears throat> done overnight, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so imagine that that continues, that things that were impossible can be done overnight. What a cool time to be alive. Scary. Yeah. Scary as hell. But, but, Scary. but oh, my, yeah. oh, my goodness. Um, um, the, the possibilities for positive things are just extraordinary right now. Well, and maybe one of the other topics that's worth having a conversation about is the announcement from Microsoft that they're going to try and replace Skype with their Teams tool, which <clears throat> I understand on some level. <clears throat> Teams has a couple of things in it, I think, that people are really excited about inside of businesses. It, it limits what you can save. It limits how you can see your files. It, 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 it limits the, the open issues. You know, one of the challenges with Zoom that we're seeing, although it's rapidly increasing in the market, is you know, I'm seeing these posts now on Facebook of how to uh, eliminate drop-ins into your kids' classroom in Zoom, right? <laughs> um, which can be scary if you've got people dropping in who aren't supposed to be in those meetings, right? Um, so, you know, I'm also wondering, you know, it, innovation sort of takes off and sort of drives change. These large companies trying to sort of force fit some of the things that they've been working on into this sort of next step, Um how do you, know, do you think that force fitting will work? I, you know, do we have any examples of the past where large companies have been able to take their products or their tools and rearrange them to fit into sort of the next generation after the crisis? I, you know, I, I don't know about you, and, and, and I'm going to assume that everybody who would listen to this has the same problem that I do, which is my in-basket has filled with <clears throat> people trying to make the move that you're describing. They, the the desperate, we'll give you a free trial because there's a crisis going on, crap that's, <laughs> that poses for people trying to do good things. Um, you know, you, you know the, because of COVID, we're going to give you a 30-day free trial. Um, is is this, this level of desperation in the marketing function um, because the numbers haven't changed, even though the circumstances have changed. And so people are falling way behind on their 2020 goals and doing things, whatever it takes, no matter how dumb it is, to to try to make some last gasp effort to recover the sales pipeline for this year. Um, and it seems to me that Microsoft, Microsoft Teams as a Zoom alternative is kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm certainly seeing a lot of it. I'm 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 on Microsoft Teams conference calls five percent of the time now, and it didn't exist two weeks ago. Um, yeah. But but I don't know. I don't know. Do you think so? So in, in this in this thing about Microsoft announcing Teams for consumers, they say, "Hey, you can plan book club meetings in Microsoft Teams," and I'm like. <laughs> Wow. Well, did anybody tell yeah. them what's going on? <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, it's really, yeah. I, I want to say, you know, I've, um, so it, it's been a challenging week for me this week. I, I had a, a, a friend that I lost, um, uh, not to COVID per se, but to the fact that she couldn't get the treatments she needed um, because of some of the, the challenges that were happening with her getting to New York um, for her cancer treatments. And the the thing that was most, I think, powerful and and also 
in the moment felt right was they, they did, when she came home for hospice, a, a sort of, they wanted, they did a parade because nobody could come and visit her, right? So they did a parade of people sort of driving by her house to say goodbye. And um, oh. The, oh. The, the Facebook Live view of that, right? And so when I'm thinking about what I would turn to for something like a book club or a, an important social moment for me, right? It seems to me like Facebook Live has been the tool that people are using for those kind of things. I've, um, they're they're going to Facebook Live her funeral. They're going to, you know, I've got someone who's talking about a Facebook Live uh, baby shower because their baby shower is coming up, right? And these are things I think that make so much sense. I don't know that I would think of Microsoft Teams for something like that. But those are, but those are things that are sort of pouring out of what's happening in our little lives every day, right? Um, and I think we'll change how we think about work as well. So. Well, well, first of all, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, you're you're at the front end of something that that I don't think people have really grasped, which is everybody is going to lose somebody close to them. Everybody is going to lose somebody close to them, and and not, now you've got you know from from the sort of the, this this industry perspective, you've got an HR department that is simultaneously trying to figure out technology, laying people off, and um, immersed in um, demand for compassionate treatment. So so. In 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 a in in a way that nobody ever imagined possible, everybody is going to take bereavement leave on the same day. And and, and you know bereavement leave has never been managed as if it was something that I, that people were actually going to use all at once. Um, and and bereavement leave is code for people are going to be shell shocked by grief. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say the the thing about bereavement leave and, and this is a, it's a hard thing to explain. Uh, I think everybody has lost someone. So we all get that. But if you, if you've lost someone who's very close to you, who who's in your household, um, I lost my husband four years ago. So those of you who didn't know that and the, the grief that goes along with that will home and think, well, we'll stay in touch with emails and stuff, but, but, take the time you need, right? But it's not a linear process and it's not, oh, I get over it in three days or a week or a month. It's, you know, this day is really bad and the next day is really good. And then and the next day after that, I'm, you know, you know in bed all day because I just can't get up. There's just, grief has these levels, right, that, that we go through. And I think, one, when you're working at home, which is where we're at all day, it's hard to sort of understand how that grief will play out in a, in a, in a way where the the emails and the things are always available because there is a, a tendency to want to sort of dive into work to forget or to dive into things or to feel like you have to answer when you're not really there, you're not really ready. And I think your, your comment about the fact that it's, that it's, it's not just sort of dealing with grief, it's about dealing with the, the waves of what people are going to be dealing with. HR has, has not really, I think ever had to have prepared for something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be powerful and, Scary, I think, for people. Well, and so, so what's interesting to me is, is that there are all sorts of very immediate problems that 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 you can start to do things with technology 
for it. And, and, and some of these problems are not going to change. A work-at-home workforce asks more questions of HR. Yes. And so the question answering functions and the automation that you can do with question answering functions um, is going to be a big urgent need because they are swamped with questions that are being asked. And then the employee assistant program kinds of stuff, nobody knows how to do that in this distributed environment. And we're going to have to get really good at at offering the kinds of things that used to be in the EAP um, in real time um, over Microsoft Teams or something like that. And that's that's another technology answer. And then, then, you know, it's not just that we're all going to be suffering grief. Our organizations are going to lose people. We're going to lose depending on who you ask, one to 3% of the workforce to death and another 15 to 20% of the workforce to 90 days in um, disease recovery. Um, And, um, and so the question of who does essential stuff and how do you know, and how do you make sure that they're covered when you're, when you are um, under pressure while you're doing layoffs, while you're trying to be compassionate, while you're trying to answer all these questions, this is a hard time to be an HR. The HR, HR is the front lines of this of this problem in a whole lot of ways, and people are working so hard that nobody's even coming up for air to talk about it. Yeah, and and you know we're, we're talking about sort of the the sort of the 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 things that that we you would normally deal with but now have to become a virtual conversation right eap environments on the best days never worked really great but you know now you've got to figure out how to do it virtually but there's also i think some areas that are that are such gray areas for hr professionals right now um when we have work environments that are completely virtual what do i do if i know that someone is all alone and they're getting sick you know, as a manager uh, with HIPAA regulations, I'm not really allowed to share that information, but is it, you know, something I need to do to let someone know if there's no one else that that person is, is depending on, right? What do I do if I'm an HR professional and um, I know that I'm going to be laying someone off and they're in the middle of actually being sick and they, they will lose their insurance. What What is my responsibility at some level with those kind of things, right? Those are questions I don't know that, that we we have answers for, or there's, the regulations are, are, are gonna be found lacking because they have never covered anything like this before. It's a really difficult place to be for HR, not just to sort of manage things that you would do anyways virtually, but to also live in those gray areas where no good answer in some of this, right? Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's an arena where we're going to find out what works while we're doing it, right? So, so all of the stuff that we've been learning for the last decade about innovation being something that you do, you, you innovate on the car while it's going down the highway at eighty miles an hour. That's what it's like to be an HR today. Yeah, that's that's what it's like to be an HR today, and that's why it's so infuriating that the but the marketing people who are who are jamming email boxes with free trial offers uh, claiming to be philanthropic 
um, don't understand that they're overloading people who are already overloaded and that what those people need are solutions to problems that they actually have. Yeah. You know, there, there are some really <clears throat> great, I think, things that are being done out there, you know, places where organizations are giving opportunities for people just to come together and talk and ask questions. Um, there's some wonderful, I think, employment lawyers that we, you know, friends of ours um, who are out there, I think, giving great webinars around um, what the regulations mean and how do I apply them, right, are really, really helpful things from what I'm hearing from people. You know, the other things that I'm hearing that, that, are, that is really being helpful, just pages for resources. I've seen a lot of organizations putting together pages of resources that when you have the time or when you need to get the answer immediately, you can find it quickly. Those are the kind of things that seem, I think, to be the, the most value to the people that I'm speaking with who are on the, the front lines um, dealing with the challenges or trying to help people. Um, but, but it's really hard to sort of know what is the right thing to do sometimes, um, not just from a marketing perspective, but also from a planning perspective, right? Can I talk about the future when it feels like the rest of the world is sort of barely, you know, making it through the present is what is my role in that? Should I be doing it? I, I think that there's, there's, you know, you have to give a little leniency for both of those, those spaces as well. Marketing professionals aren't, aren't completely tone deaf. They are trying to do their best. And I think the future is a place where we have to start thinking about even though we are in the middle of crisis and pain, right? So those are two areas we've got to maybe give some space as well. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, I'm, I'm a little grumpy because my email box has exploded. <laughs> you know, and, and, I get it. And, and I, I, I I think that's I think that's that's true of a lot of people. I don't I don't think um, marketing people are any more tone deaf than anybody else. This is a very very difficult thing to figure out, and the pressures to um, continue to solve problems as they looked at the beginning of the year in the midst of this complete disruption. This gives you kind of a firsthand experience of what it must have been like to be in the management at uh, Kodak or uh, the management of the music companies as they declined. Um, um, Everything you know how to do is wrong, sort of, and that's part of what happens in this kind of environment. It's been a very, you know, know, these are going to be difficult conversations we're going to have over the next couple of months, but we... We'll continue, I think, to think about, you know, what is the news? What is the future things we should be thinking about? But also, what's the reality that people are dealing with today? Um, just a little shout-out personally for those of you. My, my friend, Ewene Brunel, who passed, um, was a fourth-grade education teacher. And, you know, many of the times I thought about, you know, how would I honor someone um, as amazing as her? And one of the things that I would just like to say is if you are looking for a place to share a story about yourself or someone that you are in, you know, quarantine with, or maybe someone that you haven't talked with for a while, there's a wonderful organization called storycorp.org. Many of you probably know it. It's a great way to capture the stories of the people in your lives um, and to share them with the world. And just sort of in her honor, I'm just like to say, please, you know, take the opportunity to um, record and uh, remember the people that you love dearly. So it's been a great time talking to you today, John. Yeah, thanks. It was a great show. Um, 
please take care of yourself and attend to your grief. And the same for everybody else in the audience. This is a a, um, a rich and confusing time, and it's really great that you've taken the time to listen to us talk about it today. Uh, we'll see you back here next week, same time. Thanks again, Stacy. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You've been on HR Tech Weekly with Stacey Harris and John Sumpter, our 260th show. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.